Hello, welcome to the Design for a Living podcast with Chelsea Coriel. On this week's episode, I'm going to be interviewing David Gray. Yes, the famous singer. <laughs> oh, David Gray, interior designer. Yay! <laughs> You're going to love David. You've probably seen his uh, booty shaken to Michael Jackson. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think my new goal in life is to embarrass <laughs> oh I embarrass myself. So no, do you did job. great. We have so much fun together, though, so I promise you you're going to laugh on this one. But the reason I had him on here, and he was like, okay, what are you going to ask me? You know, throw me some softballs. You have an inside view to something that most people don't and something that everyone in the design world is like has questions david everyone everyone worldwide (laughs) in the design world wants to know what it's really like to work at pottery barn (gasps) pb the barn full of pots the The pottery pottery of barn well first of all there's not that many pottery so if you (laughs) guessed it right that you go in there and you're like excuse me we're looking for pottery no there's no pottery yeah i even looked at the history like I was hoping, like maybe they threw pots and they yeah yeah no. within the mix no no, no pots. <laughs> I've asked several times. When are we getting the pots? I'm mean, working there for five years and you know that you know question gets old. <laughs> when do we get the pots? Like, it's like know. my son running into the to old navy and saying, "Is your CO here? I want to join the old navy. I don't like the new navy. I want to join the old navy." <laughs> oh true. wit. Yes, but that is, I love David, because he is funny, he's witty, he's intelligent, and an incredible designer. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you a little backstory from, from my point of view, and then we'll <laughs> let David tell his backstory. But uh, he came in one day, and I will, I'll never forget you, like you had a sweatsuit on, not a track suit, but you had like, they were like light gray or white. Yes. Yeah. You were, you were comfy cash. Yes. We were in the throes of... COVID. I was boho, boho chic. Boho chic. Well, with a little, with a little uh, sporty spice yeah. thrown in. Yeah. And it. the masks and, um, you know, and, and when someone comes to the store, mm-hmm. we attack them immediately and try to sell them furniture. What are you looking for? No. Mm-hmm. Um, we just approach people, right? Because that's the best way um, to let people know we're not a furniture store. We're not typical. We're not, you know, we're, we're different. We want to make a friend. We want to. So we just started talking and, um, you had said you you were actually in sincerely shopping for your new house. I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And but then he said, "Well, I you know I worked at Pottery Barn, and so you know I'm a designer." I said, "We have an opening. Well, come take a walk with me." And I, <laughs> it was a hard sell, yeah, because I just knew there you know there's just an energy about someone, and you uh-huh. were just pol- like you were polite but funny, yeah. and um, you could tell you had good taste. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I just I'm thinking, okay, there's something here, <laughs> and so I did. I was I gave him the whole spiel and yeah. pitched it hard, and yeah. then Stephanie, who's one of our designers who's worked at Pottery Barn before. Um, and she heard, oh, Pottery Barn. And so she came over and was doing, oh, this is so much better. And they do this better. And they do. And so you it's called me like a... little sweet nothings in my yes. ear. Yes. <laughs> we pay more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, and then you wrote to me and said, you know, I think I do want to, you know, come in. Let's, let's see. Yeah. 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 First impressions were everything to me, especially, um, you know, walking in and visually seeing all the, uh, the great different, um, these just different like inspirational like 
you know, uh, visions of like boho bohemian and like, you know, traditional and modern and contemporary. I'm like, just, just, it's almost like a rainbow. You know, you're coming in here and you're like seeing all rainbow. the different colors of a rainbow. Oh, like yay! Rainbow. Free mom hugs. Pride week yes. or Pride month. Pride month. We miss the Pride parades here in Seattle, yeah. but next year, COVID. Next year. COVID. Yeah. But yeah. we wanted to honor it. Um, so, yeah. yeah and, and I love that you had looked through the windows first. I have looked through the windows. Um, we essentially, from the beginning, we were looking for a house. Um, we kind of ventured off into Bothell and started looking and um, we love this area. It was yeah. such a beautiful area. Um, but we walked past, we went downtown to go eat at Alexis Cafe, is uh-huh, that correct? Uh-huh. And um, we were just really kind of just wandering around and you know, we came across this store and I peeked my head through and I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> this is interesting, oh. And then I started seeing the different uh, styles and design uh-huh. and I was like, oh wow, this is, this is, original this is different you know and i need to come back i need to come back and see this so you know fast forward like you know five months later i think it was five Uh months later in the back of my head i was like you know what if i'm ever up there if i'm ever up north i need to stop by that place and sure enough on a rainy day Uh i um you know looking like a bum i uh (laughs) walked in and i was uh greeted immediately which i thought was great because you know, at Pottery Pottery Barn, that is the number one rule is that you should always greet somebody within the five seconds, right? Mm-hmm. So you walk in and it's just, you know, it was just welcoming. The air smelled great. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. It had this, you know, certain just open housewarming kind of welcoming. Um, and of course, the people made it even more welcoming. But, you know, you walked in and right away you're just it's just like a rainbow it's like trying to figure out you know you're at a i don't know like you're at a, a dessert store and you're trying to figure out what dessert you want to look at uh-huh. what are you going to look at first what are you going to taste first it is overwhelming to look there's a lot of visual yes yes and um i was just i was really really impressed uh from the get-go and then all of a sudden there's there's this lady that walks up to me <laughs> following me around. and she's following me around you know just kind of like you know my shadow and then, you know, she overhears a conversation with me and Stephanie about, you know, me being a designer and I working for Pottery Barn. And, uh, you know, she kind of slides in <laughs> and she starts talking to me. But, um, you know, it's so funny because, you know, you think about like turning it on. Like I was thinking, should I turn it on? Because, you know, when you're getting interviewed, you always want to be, you know, at your best. You want to be like the best that you can be. So yeah. you, I was like, should I turn this on? But yet I'm wearing sweatpants. Like, how does it? <laughs> Anyways, it, it made me feel uh, very welcoming and like open. Like I, I didn't even have to turn it on. Like you yeah. saw something in me. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I, I was myself and I felt casual and um, it just casually just kind of connected, I think. Um, and then, you know, once you started talking about the story about uh, first in Maine and what we what we do here um it was very intriguing and it was a little close to home because Pottery Barn you know allows uh, designers to um you know work you know freely with you know the designs for people and you know we don't charge by the hour but there was just something more about it mm-hmm. you know it was just it, it it allowed me to it's still allowing me to um just open up to think uh-huh. outside the box um pottery barn if you 
kind of know. I mean, Pottery Barn. I think I've been there. I've heard of it. <laughs> I don't know. I might have gotten one of their catalogs in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> Pottery Barn kind of creates a story of its own. You mm-hmm. know, it it's, it does well, of course, because it has its own brand. It knows its brand. It knows who yes. its, you know, attention is directed to. Yes. Um, and so everybody, if you go into somebody's house, you know that's Pottery Barn. That's Pottery Barn. Yeah. You know, you, you know the style. Yes. Um, and they've done very well, of course. Yeah. And this year they did amazing. Did you hear about that? No. They were one of the top five, um, uh, I guess, home stores purchasing like people. I think it's like $2.5 billion this year. And we're amazing. In, yeah, during COVID. Well, they, the, the brilliant thing, and, and, you know, even though I have my own store now, obviously I follow Pottery Barn forever. In fact, my first one I ever went into was in Austin. David's mm-hmm. from Austin, in the Arboretum. Mm-hmm. That was the first Pottery Barn that I had been in, and um, it, it, it is a look. It's a it's a feel. It's a little bit of vintage feel, right? It's not true vintage, but it looks like vintage, and it's like the Friends episode about Pottery Barn. Have you seen that? I haven't. Oh, you gotta watch it. It's hilarious <laughs> because Rachel loves Pottery Barn. Yeah, Rachel, if you're a Rachel, Rachel is a Pottery Barn shopper. Hmm, okay, Phoebe, not so much. <laughs> and Rachel kept bringing home furniture, but Phoebe didn't like it because it's big box store. Oh, yeah. right. And those catalogs, and she had a problem with the catalogs and the paper that was wasted. And yeah, and uh, Rachel brought home an apothecary table from Pottery Barn, and. Phoebe was like, oh, it's beautiful. Rachel said, yeah, I got an antique. Oh, I can smell the herbs. I think I think this apothecary, I can tell the different herbs and spices that they must have had. It's, I can smell the history. And uh-huh, uh-huh. And then she, she sees their display window at one of the stores and sees her table there. And she oh, was, no. Yeah, kind of loses it. But, <laughs> but they started with the mail order game first. I mean, they had their catalogs out. Mm-hmm. And you could purchase... Pottery Barn furniture, you know, before anyone else. Absolutely. I mean, like, I think, I think Pottery Barn and Ballard Furniture. They were one of the first the people first. to start catalogs. And I yeah. think that's why it's yeah. made it so um, smooth Absolutely. to transition into ordering online. Absolutely. Uh, and they've done wonders with their, like, the numbers of online purchasing. It's crazy. Yeah, they already had their whole infrastructure set up. Mm-hmm. I mean, people keep saying with the store, especially during COVID, well, why don't you, you know, transition to sell your furniture online? A, because we don't just sell furniture. Mm-hmm. We sell interior design. And virtual interior design is possible, but it's hard. And it's a whole business model. Right. And then selling furniture like that is a whole business model. Shipping and receiving is everything. I mean, it's a nightmare here. And we're yeah. not trying to send it all over the world. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine no. if every piece you sold had to be shipped somewhere? Mm. No, that's a that's a big undertaking. So they already had all of that in place. It was it was the perfect storm for them. I'm not surprised that they've had their best. You know, people trapped at home. We've talked about that. The COVID has been amazing for our industry. Yeah, you know, completely transitioned. Um, people now care about design. They they're they're seeking out quality. You know, those are the things that I've I'd never seen before in my. Mm-hmm. 30 something years as an old lady. And, uh, but now people want quality cause they're going to live on it. You know, they, they, they want to express themselves. You know, they're changing careers. Most people right now that they're really rethinking Absolutely. priorities. Um, so we've got the difference in that. Yeah. I, I didn't want to have one style and you had asked that you said, well, you know, do you have, do you have, you know, do you carry that, you know, that pottery barn look? And I said, 
I like to think that I have a couple vignettes Mm -hmm. that speak to that person. But because I want to sell design, I want people to understand that anyone can have a well-designed home, but not everyone is, no one's the same style. Absolutely. So you have to show them. Completely agree. Yeah. We can do modern. We can do industrial. Mm -hmm. We can do, uh, granny chic is the (laughs) new trend. Apparently it's supposed to be, but it's comfort. It's velvet pillows. It's like, oh, I want to hug. Exactly. Give me a free mom hug. There's something said to say about um, going to a house and finding its like unique uniqueness to it, you know, yeah. and its individuality. Yeah, and, and the that, people. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I had. I, I mean, those were some of the issues that I had working with Pottery Barn for over five years. You know, going to a house and pretty much kind of a cut and paste situation uh-huh. where they wanted this look, and you, they got the look, but it, it was the exact look. Yeah. And there wasn't no individuality. I mean, other than like, you know, framing, you know, pictures, like personal pictures. Yeah. But, you know, you go into a house and again, you figured out this is all Pottery Barn. And when it's all Pottery Barn, it's like, you know, oh, you know, where's the you in inside your house? You know, I see Pottery Barn as displayed. And yet no pottery. And yet no pottery. Where's the pottery? You know? And so it's, you know, it's one of those, it's one of those like deals where you, you know, for the people that need guidance, mm-hmm. as a designer, I felt like I wasn't guiding them. I was yeah. giving them something that looks beautiful, but was I giving them something that was them? Yeah. Oh, I get you it. Know? When my internship, uh, back in the Stone Age, we would chisel these chairs out of rocks. No. Um, but it was a lot of chintz fabric. It was a lot of florals and a lot of accessories, mm-hmm. a lot of silk plants, silk floral arrangements and accoutrements. And that was my first experience um, in an install. Mm-hmm. And so I would go with these designers on their install and people wouldn't be there, right? And we would be packing their house full of accessories, packing the shelves with bookends and tchotchkes and silk Ceramic plants buffs. and yeah exactly <laughs> exactly this was the early 90s it was. and but I used then I thought well wait a minute I became a designer to be creative and to help people express this right and here they're not even he- they're not even here we picked everything out of the warehouse and now we're installing it don't they want to take a trip and pick their own you know, paperweight. Yeah. Don't they want to, you know, collect this when they're traveling? And I was kind of disgusted with it. Yeah. And then I got used to it. I feel, I felt that way. Because I realized people can't, they, and because they can't put it together, they, Mm -hmm. they, it's, it's really not in them. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that it wasn't, I mean, I just learned it at school. Most people, even if they went to school, couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. You know, that I didn't, I didn't, I don't know, I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. And they don't have the time. They just want it done. Make it look like this picture in a magazine. Wow. So Pottery Barn's kind of like that, where <laughs> it it's is safe. Like that. It's safe. Yeah. You know it all works together. That's the other thing when you go through their catalog. You know that any chair from any room, the colors are all going to blend. It'll all work. Mm-hmm. You can mix and match anything. Absolutely. And it's going to look good. It's going to look good. But it's that it's that one they style. You, they don't give you a wide range of fabrics to choose from either. Nope. No. Uh, and you either got white or white. <laughs> Go for it. What about linen? What about linen? linen? What about oatmeal? What about mother of pearl? Grage. <laughs> Grage. Grage is good. Grage yeah, is, is good. good. 
I, uh, the last house that I did with them, I remember doing, uh, it was beautiful house, 2,300 square feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was in Bellevue. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was gorgeous. Um, but I remember, you know, needing assisting, of course, uh, with, there was several of us on the project because it's such a huge house. Uh-huh. Um, finally get to the house, arrange everything like we do. And, um, you know, and an empty house, like adding everything to it and just creating life to it. I thought that was pretty special. Uh-huh. But before we left, um, one of the girls go- says, okay, welcome to your new home. And um, they get so excited, of course, the owners, and they're just so happy. But then when we walk out, they said, enjoy your new life with your new home. You know, new memories, they said. Uh-huh. And, and when I was walking out, I, all I can think of is, well, what about like old memories? What about like the old memories that you have? I mean, it's beautiful to see it as new. Um, But yeah, but what about that old thing that you missed that that still reminds you of these great memories that you've had? And that's where I made the decision to branch out and to look for something other than just in a, you know, keeping me in this little bubble of Pottery Barn and branching out. And I remember the first day, working here (laughs) yeah i was like you know okay well i gotta learn all of the names i gotta learn all of the names of the vendors and i gotta learn all of the fabrics and you know they're like well we have over a thousand fabrics (laughs) that's just that's just in uh norwalk yeah and i was like oh maybe i should take my time in doing this because i feel like this is going to be a challenge, but I'm, I'm willing to take the challenge because it, it's just smart. a good thing. Because I'm wicked, smart. You're wicked smart. You can do this. I could. And I did. And yep. I have. Yeah. You're killing it. I'm killing it. I am killing it. Yes, you are. Absolutely. Great. People love working with David. Yeah. But you're you're sweet. And again, you care. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. You have it design it. I say this every episode. Design is so personal. Yes. And, and you have to get to know the people. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's how, I mean, honestly, that's. To me, that's the fun part of being a designer. And when I train designers and when I, you know, coach designers and, and when they're first starting out and they don't get, you don't get to do as much of your own expression at the beginning. If you start by expressing the client, if you, if you really get to know the client and that first room, you've, you've tapped into them and you're like, okay, I got you. Mm-hmm. I got you. Let me do this room. And when they get done, they're like, Oh, it's like we have the same exact taste. No, we don't. But <laughs> but then the next for you that they trust more and they give more freedom over to you. And you can start to use your own creativity and and you know blend theirs with with new outside of the box things. And that's where you really get to blossom as a designer. As soon as you get that trust mm-hmm. and the client says, You got it. Like, look how gorgeous it is. Why am I even having an opinion? Like, I'm stupid. You should just go and yeah. do it. And I mean, that's when you really, as a designer, you get the freedom to that express is, yourself. That is, I think you hit it right on the nail. Like, seriously, I, I feel like, you know, trusting the designer. Um, you know, when somebody calls out to a Pottery Barn designer, they trust the brand. Yes. And so yes. the trust is already there. But it's yes. not really your design. It's a Pottery yeah. Barn's design. You're just kind yeah. of borrowing it. Yes. You know? And it just, the relationship is there immediately where the trust is there. Uh-huh. But as a designer, you know, working with all these different vendors, it's like, you got to get there. Yeah. Um, 
And I think it's like the introduction of meeting and talking about who you are and, you know, showing your work Yeah. and just kind of building that confidence. Absolutely. Because they don't know the history about all the other vendors that we have and uh-huh. it's up to us to educate them. Right. Yep. Um, and so that, that's just been something special where I feel that compared to working at Pottery Barn, I feel like my relationships with the client are stronger uh-huh. because yeah. it's, you know, it's raw, it's real. Yep. Uh, and it's you and me, you know what I mean? It's, yep. it's, you know, uh, something that's just connection. Yeah. You have to uncover their style where when they come into Pottery Barn, you know, their style. Yeah. If they want the Pottery Barn look, there it is. Yeah. This but here it's, it's part of that. It's, you have to be part psychiatrist. You know, you have to listen. You have to listen yes. and ask the right questions and keep asking questions and listening and watching body language and watching their, I always say, you know, if you're trying to figure out budget, and they don't know the budget, throw out a number and look at their eyes. <laughs> you know, if you say, well, you know, our sofa started around 3000 mm-hmm. and watch them go, ma'am, ma'am, <laughs> shall I get you some water? Ma'am? Lots of smelling salts. <laughs> smelling salts. Yeah. yeah for just the sofa just not for the, the whole room yeah yeah no but so you, you you're having to educate them you're having to build trust you're having to but but yeah show prove to them that you've connected prove to them that listen i got you mm-hmm. give me the keys to your house give me your entire wallet and life savings i'm gonna make your house beautiful and you're gonna love living in it yeah that it takes a it takes more and, and as an independent designer because you know that's most of the people that watch the, um, I think those people that watch the podcast, they love interior design. They're curious about interior design. Um, some people are already doing it, but for the most part, it's people who who want to be designers, and so that's why I always try to really, really explain what it's like, like you know, behind the scenes, and I want to be real and and tell them this isn't just the glitz and glam that you see on HGTV. HGTV. There's so, and I I think it's, it's richer, the reality of it. Absolutely. Because these connections, these personal relationships that you build with your clients, Mm -hmm. I mean, it it is, you feel like they're friends and you get protective of them. You get protective of their things and their space and like, where's my table? The, you know, the Smith's table is supposed to be here and I want their room to look beautiful. And you know, it it is, it's different. There's Mm -hmm. so much passion and connection. Um, it's, it's really personal. And something you said to me though, that first day I met you, um, made me realize you, I mean, that was the, the phrase you said, I'm like, done, he's hired. Like you were hired at the moment. So, uh, the other behind the scenes, um, past life of David, he is a, what what was your official title? You're a, I was a senior hairstylist, but you, I read your bio. It was like a master Aveda yeah colorist <laughs> something about being a master and <laughs> knowing what i was doing and you know cutting hair for 20 years you know uh-huh. i don't want to toot my own horn uh-huh. but yeah yeah notice the curtain bangs <laughs> bangs david gave yeah. me bangs so i haven't quite figured out with the headphones but yeah um, he's good, make me look good uh, i like it yeah but so so i was asking you mm-hmm. so you did you did you know, hair and innovative salons, that's a high end. I yes. mean, you were. Aveda. Yeah, it's a lifestyle. It's um, Aveda salons. I've been doing hair for like over 20 years. And you know, working for Aveda has been just really amazing. But an Aveda salon is a high end salon. Yes. That is a lifestyle that kind of cures to that natural, organic kind of lifestyle. So it's yes. beneficial, of course, to the earth, to your body, and um, to the people around you, right? Yeah. Again, it's, it's all encompassing. Mm-hmm. You're not just you know, schlepping it over at a little. Exactly. But you, so I asked 
which do you like better, right? You know, hair or design. And you said, oh, do you remember what you said? I don't. I don't remember. What did I say? What would, what would you say if I asked you now? Let's see if it's the same. Oh, man. Um, do, depending do, depending do, on the day, do, actually. Do. <laughs> Today, it's it's uh, interior design. <laughs> but what what would you say why... Um, why they're why they're similar why like why you, i think i'd asked you like why you transitioned or or something like how could yeah. you do both it, i think it's i believe that it's um it's like a canvas it's like an art mm-hmm. you know um you know transitioning into both it's, it's almost in the same family you know you're it's a new canvas every time and you're painting a new canvas you know you're you're working with the client and you know there are some insecurities that clients uh-huh. have too that you're working with and you know a lot of women live behind their hair, you know, mm-hmm. if you cut their hair off, they feel insecure. They feel maybe like embarrassed and, you know, so the same thing with the house. Leave like down into my bag. grow out. <laughs> We're also movie quoters. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Quoters, but. but, but, you know, it's so it's like welcoming, uh, you know, into your, you know, personal space. Mm-hmm is what I was trained to do, of course. And just like people person, you know, just walking in and like figuring out their wants and their needs. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, that's so what you said. That was the yeah. figuring out their wants and needs. That we're a service industry. Both are we service are. industries. And we have to listen to our clients. And what is it that they want? Mm-hmm. And then we help them express that beautifully. Absolutely. I was like, you get it. I said that. It. Wow. That's why. <laughs> now I know why I got hired immediately on the spot. Smart. <laughs> most modest. Yeah, most modest. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true. And and not all designers get that. Yeah. I mean, most designers don't get that. That's why I started teaching and coaching in the podcast listen to me real designers successful designers Mm -hmm. that's the thing they get their clients this is not about you know could you imagine if every person that came in to get their hair done you just got to be i got this uh you don't even talk to them you don't even ask them a question you just start i mean could you imagine the quaff the people that oh yeah oh yeah i want something different well okay sit back sit back let me let me give you something i heard the mullet's in let's do the mullet (laughs) Would you like some, go, ma'am? some bleach tips? Would, we're all done. Would you like some hairspray? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it, it is all about listening. It's about yeah. uh, you know, you know, reading. I <laughs> read the room, right? Like yeah. figuring out uh, their wants and needs. The you know insecurities too about them. Absolutely. You know, you're going to a house and they're so insecure. About, don't go in this room. Just don't go in. The, yeah. We'll do this room yeah. later. Or I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. Please don't mess. look at this. Yeah. yeah. And oh, I, I did this paint, but I'm not so sure about it. Like, what uh-huh. what do you think? What do you think? And you know, they still just don't have that confidence. You yes. Know? Um, and in your you're in their space. You're in their environment. Yeah. So, the approach is also important. How you speak to them. You know, yes. it's not forceful, right? It's not yeah. going in oh, yeah. and, you know. Change everything. This yes. has got to go. This, It's like. Um, Tear down that wall. Remember in uh, Beetlejuice when he comes in with the spray paint. Oh, oh yeah. And he's like. <laughs> this, this, this wall is gone. This has got to go. Mauve. I see mauve. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's invading somebody's privacy, I yeah. feel. Um, and so, you know, you're, you're walking on eggshells because you're still trying to get to know the the client you know what if someone came in to get their hair done and asked for a mullet that's a really good question <laughs> I, what would you do it's like when someone comes yeah. in and says yeah i take out my um my phone and i <laughs> map 
I map where uh, Supercuts is, and I tell them this is a really great place. They got really great deals. You yeah, know, I think you should go there. No, um, it it's a really great way of like you know welcoming the idea, uh-huh, but somehow uh-huh. you know guiding them to yes. a better better uh, haircut. Yes, my first design job. Um, the, the the interview that he um, walked, I still remember so clearly. I was like what, 22 years old. I was a baby. And he's walking me through the store. And he that said, was two years ago, by the way. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. And he said, so he picked up these two fabrics that were horrible together. You know, just just terrible. And said, All right, let's, let's role play a little. So I'm a client and I said, I really love these fabrics. I want these two fabrics. And then he just dead silence. Oh, oh. I love this fabric. This is, you know, I'm saying, oh, it's beautiful. Now, this is a great fabric. You know, I think we can find a better one that'll match a little bit better, but there, I bet we could use this one in another room. And that, that was the part that got me hired was because, yeah, I listened and I acknowledged and I gave them what they wanted, but I also steered them away from making a mistake. Mm-hmm. And I found a way to, to do both. And I mean, you you have to. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I have. I, I like to call. I have a go to thing too, where I'm like, my wording is is just like on point. Oh yeah. You know, I, I see something with the situation with the guys in the fabrics. Oh oh okay. Well, tell me what you like about this fabric. Good one. How does it How does it make Good you feel? One. Oh, oh, you just like the texture. Well, oh. I have this texture and this color. That's a it's good a one. Yeah. <gasps> Take notes. Yeah. That's yeah. a good tell one. Me, tell me how does this make you feel. Tell me. Yeah. Tell me what does you like, like about, about it? it? Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes it's just bold color. Absolutely. Okay. We could do away with the skulls and snakes. <laughs> Let's find yeah, yeah. a flower with those same colors. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is. That's true. And mm. and I think the other thing that would make you um, and does make you successful is you are funny and witty and you can be soft-spoken, you can be gregarious, you can be, you know. I'm a chameleon. Uh, yes. I want. But people feel the warmth and, um, you know, the genuine that you do care. And that, again, you're looking, they know, they know when you're saying, oh, Okay. Well, yeah, I have an expressive face too. Nadia used to always, Nadia, you always knew she hated what you were pointing out when she'd say, "Interesting." <laughs> she always interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm from Texas, so we oh, usually isn't say, "Isn't that special?" Bless your heart. Bless your heart. I love this. This uh-huh. is great. Oh, bless your heart. So people so kind of know when you're doing that, mm-hmm. but they also see that you're being gracious and you're not going to, I always tell people, I'm going to give you what you want. I'm not going to let you make a mistake. So I'm going to listen. Tell, give, tell me your dreams for this room. (laughs) And then when you say something that's just horrendous, I'm not going (laughs) to tell me another dream (laughs) of this room. Maybe you had, maybe you had a cat nap and you had a a daydream. Let's let's have, let's get some drinks in your body. (laughs) Then, Then we could talk. Yeah. And yeah, studies have shown though, if you get some drinks in there and kind of oh, relaxes yeah. them and kind of oh, like yeah. once, and then they start telling you what's real and what's, you know, behind the yeah, closet Yeah, behind doors. the closet. We've got the swing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then they start opening like, well, our real color, our favorite color is red. Uh-huh. Oh. Oh, well, I see your swing is red. Yeah. <laughs> I, now I know why. Let's get some red in here. You know? It's like film movies in the sixties where it's like. And then the bed flips down, and the the bar comes out, and the lights. 
<laughs> the bed starts spinning. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Skeleton closet. Well, I've seen some crazy stuff. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Design for a Living with Chelsea Coriel. Our episodes will be dropping on Sunday, so stay tuned. We are on Google Podcasts and Spotify, so stay tuned for that and follow along. Thanks so much for being with us. Find us online at designforaliving.com. Visit us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and House at Design for a Living. If you'd like to submit a question or request a topic, email us at chelsea at designforaliving.com. That's C-H-E-L-S-E-A at designforaliving.com.